I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. Lynette, are you excited for Acha? Everyone loves this bill. Paul Ryan can't stop doing press conferences about it. Everybody just seems to just want to talk about this. And it's, I think it's because they really like it. You've probably been hearing a lot about it. I want to focus on, on three topics. One is, will it cause employers to stop giving health insurance. The second thing is economic dynamism, and that basically by allowing people to have health insurance outside of their work, um, that uh, you'd get a more dynamic economy, more people would leave companies, start their own businesses because they could go out and buy health care. Yeah, a lot of the romanticism about the American class has to do with, you know, families, you know, packing up their minivans or trucks or whatever and moving to parts of the country that have more opportunity. And if you're sidled down because you're worried about health insurance, then you're not going to do that. And then the third thing is, does this plan make it basically impossible for people who are approaching retirement to get covered other than by working full-time in a job where their employer will provide them coverage. And if you're listening to this and one day you want to feel like you have some peace of mind about what's going to happen to your parents after they retire, this should scare the shit out of you. So let's take the the first one first, which is employer-based health coverage. That was something people were concerned about. It takes away the mandate in the Affordable Care Act that penalizes companies that don't offer insurance. It hands out tax credits to most people who don't get health insurance through work. So there's some concern that maybe your employer will stop offering health insurance if this becomes the law. They'll say, go take that tax credit, buy a plan. It feels like policymakers can't figure out what they want because like our employer-based healthcare system is kind of stupid. Other countries don't do this where it, it, it stems from World War II um, when you had wage controls on companies, the government was trying to stop inflation. They weren't allowed to give out big wage increases. So companies started offering health insurance as a fringe benefit because they could do that when they weren't allowed to hand out raises. And it wasn't covered by the income tax. And so just as a vestige, that ended up in our tax system for 70 years. And those health insurance benefits have gone from being a small kind of trivial fringe benefit to being an enormous percentage of employee compensation. But it's a really inefficient system in various ways. Right. So now what we're having is this gut check where we're trying to decide whether health care is a public good or not. The Paul Ryans of the world don't think that covering as many Americans as possible is a goal of government health care. And I don't know then what their goal is. Well, Republicans keep saying it's not about getting everybody insurance. It's about getting everybody access to insurance. And since legally everyone is allowed to buy insurance, everybody has access to insurance. Right. Doesn't matter that it's completely unaffordable for some people. Right. The system has to be designed so that people are actually, in fact, able to afford it, which is is challenging. actually needs to mean real access. The flip side, though, is that when you do something that makes it easier for people to operate without employer-based health care, that makes it easier for employers to operate without providing it, and there are a lot of people who do want that plan from their employer, partly because maybe it's a good plan, it's better than what they think they can buy uh, in the marketplace, but also partly because the cost of that is hidden. People sort of don't realize that thousands and thousands of dollars of their compensation is tied up in these health plans. And once that cost is made real to people, they say, what? How much does my health care cost? And then they get all upset about having to write a check for it. It's like health care is a sixth of our economy, but nobody wants to actually spend a sixth of their income on it. Totally. And I think that this is something that we learned a lot over the last two years 
while drugs were really jacking up their prices and there was a national fury about this. And part of that was because I think people were realizing how much of their paychecks and how much they were individually having to pay for this stuff. Um, It wasn't that the costs weren't there before. It's just that they weren't real to people. So this plan might take us a little bit in that direction. The CBO doesn't think it's going to be a huge effect. There are various reasons that they think most employers will choose to continue offering health insurance coverage. But for millions of Americans over time, they think there will be a shift. And so there could be pluses and minuses to that. The plus would be there there are good things about getting away from employer-based health care. It might make for a more dynamic economy where people find it easier to change jobs. On the other hand, some people are going to lose plans that they liked, and it may be that some of those plans that they have to go out into the market and buy will either be quite expensive or because this law would loosen the regulations on what a health plan has to do, insurers would be allowed to sell even skimpier plans. So this is one moment where we really have to say with healthcare, like government, you need to shit or get off the pot. Either you need to say and commit to giving people actual health care that they have access to and can't afford or stop doing this dance and pretending like you're actually giving a shit about making Americans healthy, which is a national security issue. It's is everything. It? Hell yeah. Having the, healthy Americans. The North Koreans are going to invade us. If, if having healthy Americans is a national security issue. This is one of my favorite things in Washington. Everything's a national security Everything's issue. Everything's a national Education's security Education's a national security issue because if we're not smart, we won't be able to protect ourselves. Having a, a, a public health crisis in the United States makes us weaker as a country. And I, w- without health care, people can't fight that. I, I think we can say that public health crises are bad in their own right without having to insist that they are a national security issue. Oh, <laughs> Um, So we sort of we talked about the mobility stuff. The third thing is old people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, old people. Old people. So this is bad for old people. Sorry that you all voted for Donald Trump. (laughs) People under the age of 39 going out trying to buy the same plan on average, it'll actually be a little cheaper. Typically, because this law would allow insurers to charge 64-year-olds, who are the oldest people who aren't eligible for Medicare, five times as much as an 18-year-old. Currently, they're only allowed to charge a three-to-one difference. Now, older people use a lot more health care, so that's why insurers want to charge more. But this would allow them to charge even more. And what that would mean is substantially, drastically higher premiums on people sort of in this 55 to 65 age bracket. Right now, insurers actually seem to be coming out for this bill. There's a fund that is dedicated, $100 billion dedicated to states that want to pay insurers to continue covering their citizens. There are provisions that are attractive to the insurers, especially when it means you have younger people that are definitely cheaper people to insure that are going to be buying this coverage. It's interesting that the hospital lobby hates this because the hospital lobby they don't want 24 million more people without insurance. The insurers is a little more complicated. The, the Insurance Trade Association opposed Obamacare when it came out initially. And then w- once it passed, a lot of the insurers found ways to make their peace with it and to try to make money in it, although a lot of insurance companies have been taking a real bath selling insurance policies in the exchanges in Obamacare over the last few years. The people who bought the insurance plans were older and sicker than the insurers thought they would be, and the insurers lost money. You also have a couple of big insurers that have been trying to get federal approval to merge and have been slapped down on that. This is the shady stuff. They were slapped down on that. They punished Obama by leaving some of the Obamacare exchanges in retaliation for the fact that their mergers were not approved by the government. And so if you're one of those insurance companies and you want to be approved for a merger later, you might want to curry favor with the people who run the government. So the insurers have some reasons to look at this and say, hey, maybe this would be fine for us. But most other people in in 
the healthcare sector are not keen on it. Maybe we'll never know how people are affected since everybody likes it so much and yeah. it's likely to pass. So, I mean, on, on the you know employer insurance side, prob- probably a little bit of effect, some employers stopping providing insurance, not until after 2020 when all the provisions of the law take effect, um, but uh, pro- probably not most of that market. That probably stays mostly intact. The dynamism stuff, it's just not clear how much health insurance has mattered for that. The ACA was supposed to set off a thing where it was going to make it easier for people to change jobs and start new businesses and whatever. But we're seeing this ongoing long trend of a decline in various measures of dynamism. The trend was ongoing before the Affordable Care Act. It continued through it. And there are so many other factors like housing and moving costs and job opportunity that are factored in there that it's hard to make a call one way or the other on this one. And then finally – Old people, not super old people, but people who are old. Old people you know. Yeah, old people, but not old enough for Medicare. Like, kind of old people. Like Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, what's uh, what's Pierce Brosnan's health insurance situation? Yeah, he he's hot. It's going to be real expensive for Pierce Brosnan to get health insurance. It's going to be like 14000 a year, and um, Pierce hasn't made a Bond movie in quite a while, so I don't know how he's going to pay for that. He can be on my plan. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 